podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to your AI Fantasy Football Show. I am your reluctant host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. Uh, and joining me is a returning Simon after he had a more of a respectable week, so he's deemed it worthy enough to come on the pod. How are you doing, sir? Well, it I don't was, know about that. But it was yeah. better than last week. <laughs> it was another... Uh, just, I don't know what's happened. I think I'm just crap this season, so that's it. Don't listen to my advice. Yeah, same, same <laughs> disclaimer for me. Only listen to Jay unless I unless he's picking the same players as one of us. And then, yeah, just listen to this for fun. Don't actually take any of our advice. But uh, he is the smug little shit, is Jay, who... Who, who did you captain on the podcast last week, Jay? Who was it? I, I was uh, scheduled to captain Sadio Mane. I... Put Sadio Mane as my captain. I also put Aubameyang as my vice captain. I thought I press confirm. I never. And it was Jamie Vardy. He goes yes. get that action. Yes. <laughs> so if you if you want to not listen to any of us and just do what we don't do, it seems to seems to work even when someone gets lucky like an absolute bastard. Um, so we'll we'll have to start with you then, Jay. What big bloody number did you get point wise? Uh, just a modest 82 this week. Uh, no thanks, obviously, to Mr. Vardy getting the captaincy and getting double points, so he got me 40. Um, run through the team, back to front. It was not too bad, but there was a few meh scores. So uh, Liverpool's failure to keep a clean sheet because of one big dopey Tottenham striker led to Alisson three points, Alexander-Arnold getting one because he picked up a yellow. Um, Lundstrom and Montoya two each in the back line obviously in bag and basements at the back uh, midfield Madison only managed to get eight in that mad game at Southampton where everyone seems to score but him apart from the last ten minutes uh, De Bruyne at assist got me six uh, Mounts assist got me five Mane got me five Aubameyang which we will discuss later got me two and Connolly from Brighton got me eight no thanks to a very generous VAR penalty against the mighty Ev. And the guy you broke for me, Mr. Andre Yonvalenko, was sat on my bench Woo. with a healthy eight points. But I can take eight points on the bench when I'm racking up 82. So you're not cursed. You've just been a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd give you some points this week. So I'll just keep him on the bench forever. It It'll do the job. <laughs> uh, Simon, how did you do, my man? Oh my god! Oh, I got a beautiful uh, thirty-nine points. Not last. Uh, Fuck yeah! So pretty much everyone blanked. Um, I played Bali over Soyan, which um, worked out because he came off my bench. And if that didn't happen, it would have been an absolutely embarrassing score. Um, I got the. Had the armband on De Bruyne, who I was kind of like, okay, he didn't do that bad. He actually scored, and then he got his goal taken away from him, which is great. 
So he <laughs> ended up just getting me 12 points with the armband. Which I got, should uh, have been offside if it was given to Silva. Yeah, know. it should have been offside. You know. So I guess it's a bit of a blessing. Um, and I got five points from Abraham, Mane and Mount. And everyone else got me one point. Lundstrom got me two. And hudson Adoy got me zero. Came on points. and, and did a big dive. Rico lost on my bench with five points again. <laughs> I bet you were fuming when hudson Adoy came up. <laughs> Somehow... <laughs> Bournemouth can just have kept two clean sheets back to back. It's because it's because so. I brought in Callum Wilson. That that's simply the reason why. <laughs> um, but we will fix that later on, my my man. Um, Me too. Yeah, he's gone. He's yes, I, fuck I that hate guy. him. So <laughs> he's going to score so, a hat against United, though. Yes, you know, absolutely. If you've got Callum I'm Wilson, happy with that though. I'm happy yeah, with that. we'll we'll take that. We'll take yeah. that. We'll do this. <laughs> we'll we'll do this. Um, but yes, it's. Uh, I bet you were chuffed when Callum Hudson Odoi came on and dived. <laughs> he should have got a penalty. Come on. <laughs> no, don't be silly. The yellow card. Uh, God. Always like uh, the. It was uh, awful. <laughs> Harry Kane esque. He's definitely been spending way too much time in the uh, in that England squad. That's for sure. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. <laughs> um, as I said, I am not last. I got 47 points. I actually didn't take a minus for one bloody week. That'll change this week. Because uh, f- f- we'll get into it. Fuck Pep Guardiola. Um, but yeah, I got 47. Uh, I'll go for my big scorers. I've got similar uh, people got low scores. Soyuncu got me 6. Salah 7. De Bruyne 6. Mount 5. Yamalenko 8. Madison 8. Aguero. El Capitan 2. Fuck you, Pep Guardiola, you dickhead. I called that. I know. I did call it. I know, but I need. I'm like a fucking billion in the world. I need to need gambles, and that bald prick isn't helping. <laughs> God, and I had Connolly on my bench with eight, which is fucking fantastic. Who just left him off the fucking pitch, you prick? No, fucking winning against Aston Villa comfortably, and you bring him on. Right, anyway. Well, my first to- the first topic to actually discuss is fuck Pep Guardiola, but um, I have I now have a transfer conundrum which we'll get into in a bit, and no shock it is Aguero. Um, Jay, it's a long-standing issue with Pep Guardiola. Obviously, works from in real football, but in terms of FPL, he's just a bit of a prick, isn't he? Just a small one, yeah. Um, a very bald, small. Silly jumper wearing prick, but nonetheless, I only own one Man City player, and it's for that reason really that he decides it's just quite funny just to fuck with people's FPL and drop players for a laugh, play players like Jesus and Mares, and probably throw in Phil Foden every now and again just to play with people's minds. So I only have De Bruyne because he's probably, I would say, nine. Percent certain to start most games unless it's away at Norwich and he fancies bending them on the bench and to get beat, which by all means he can do again at some point. I don't mind that, but it's probably Sterling, De Bruyne, and maybe David Silva. But even then, he gets left out sometimes. Who you probably bankers for a starter for City? The rest is just whoever he decides to throw on the pitch. It wouldn't even attempt to go with the defence. Obviously, Edison is the number one, but their defence is just pick a mix, whoever. And then obviously, this weekend, Fernandinho's suspended for the Southampton game, but then 
he doesn't seem to want to play a centre half there anyway. And I think Rodri's out now for a few weeks, so he might have to dig up someone from wherever he can find a centre half out of his medical lab. It's all right. I imagine Laporte will be back with like a robotic leg in a week or so. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I fully expect him probably to appear on the bench at Anfield because that's what City do with their medical recovery, allegedly. And then he'll be out for seven weeks afterwards. <laughs> uh, standard. Um, Simon, I mean, I think most people will have at least one Man City player. Does, does, does uh, his rotation affect you? Yeah, I um, made the wise choice of two weeks ago swapping Sterling for Aguero on my wildcard, which um, it, at the time it made a lot of sense. Sterling was, wasn't was really on form. He had only scored one in around eight or something and Aguero had scored in pretty much every single match and seemed to be playing nearly every match. I think they both missed one by that point, so it seemed to be quite a sound reasoning I just felt that I put the armband on Sterling about three or four times and one of them he didn't start and the rest of them he, bl- he blanked in so I mean it seemed to make sense then but then all of a sudden Aguero has been hasn't started the last two and Sterling has scored in the last two so it's just kind of it might be a matter of just picking one and sticking with it I think bouncing back and forth between the two is always going to be frustrating trying to like get last week's points so as tempting as it is to switch back to Sterling I don't know if I'm going to do that because it just feels a bit crazy for now I think I might wait and see who lines up midweek and if Aguero plays the full match then I might have to get rid of him but if he hopefully he'll either be on the bench or he won't play at all but um, Jay I think made the best point there I think apart from De Bruyne I mean there's not you're Everyone else is at risk now. I had a look at Mendy, but the fixtures I don't think are amazing for defence returns, and he could literally play anyone back there. So it's not really, I don't think it's worth it, even with Mendy's potential to attack. Um, so for me, I'm going to stick with De Bruyne and Aguero for now, obviously, unless he plays full. 90 minutes or picks up an injury midweek so hopefully Jesus will play and get a minor knock not that I want to wish bad on him but um, it would make FPL a little bit easier for this weekend (laughs) I think if I think I'd probably be very tempted to captain Aguero if he looks like um, he didn't if if it looks like he should start but it's just so hard to make that prediction anymore um, at what stage does Jesus become an option then? If he is to be the Premier League, I mean, yeah, you, you're dead on with uh, checking the Capital One Cup games. I, I completely forgot that competition existed, to be honest. I don't, do they play tonight or tomorrow? Tonight, I think. I think tomorrow Most is also tonight. United, Chelsea. Yeah, and they put both games on the same night now yeah, on TV. Which, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, very smart. Proper clever stuff there from Sky. Well in boys. Um yeah, yeah. side side notes on that quickly, if anyone is watching Liverpool Arsenal, we kick off at half seven UK time, not quarter eight or eight o'clock. Don't know why, but when mm. I got me check for me ticket time, it's half seven. 
Well, thanks for that. I would have been, I would have been proper switching on about quarter two, thinking, <laughs> "Let's do yeah. this." I, it's a, it's a bizarre sound that nobody's ever kicked off on before. I don't think. <laughs> Just genuinely... a side note. No? Too. It's like but twenty-five to eight. Yeah, yeah. You switch on, it could be like three two or something after like twenty minutes. Harvey <sighs> Elliott would have scored. Oh. Three goals by all, then. All by Key Ravella, just to get us out of the competition. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Sai, when does uh, Jesus become an option then? I, I don't think he does. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think for me, Aguero, it's, he's still the better pick, but I mean, it just doesn't make it. I just don't understand if he was in such good form. And Jesus, I mean, he scores every once in a while, but I don't think he's as potent, and I don't think, unless Aguero had an injury, um, then it could be worth making the switch. But I think there's better people around that price, like Vardy and stuff, who I'd prefer to move. I, th- I think if I get rid of Aguero, I'd be looking at doing something like mm. like a Vardy and then investing a little about the defence. But he's, unless, I don't know, I've, I've never been a huge fan of of Jesus, I don't think he's going to score that much in FPL, even if he was to play every week. Um, what is he? He's about nine million, is he? Nine and a half. He's had a return every time he yeah. started, to be fair to him. That is true. Maybe I'm blind to his... Um, it's just cause Bo- he's, it's because he started over Bobby for Brazil, isn't it? <laughs> like he's still only on 30 points, so I mean... Mm. For the price and for the, I mean, he has scored. Yep, he has returned in every match, but I don't think he's gonna. I just don't think he's as potent as Con. I think if it looks like he's gonna play, then I definitely hop back onto onto to Sterling then instead. That's that's what I do. So I think for me, it's De Bruyne and then one of Aguero or Sterling. And if Man City hit top form, and then it might be worthwhile having all three then at some point. But for now, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, three is a little bit overkill with the fact that he's rotating a lot and just the amount of injuries that they have they're not um, as oh. potent they seem to be finding it harder to break teams down but once they do score that first one then you're, they normally get at least three so yeah, yeah. You, you, you're very you're bang on there I think if Jesus started every week I think he'd probably be bagging of FPL but as 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 the source of this conversation, we just simply don't know who's going to start. He's probably a better option in fan tracks. Whoever's had him, uh, probably been raking in sneaky point. Um, Me, I've had him. <laughs> um, fuck fan tracks as well. FPL. No, fuck we, lo- we, lo- we love fan. Tra- <laughs> we love fan tracks. I'm consistent of fan tracks. Oh yes, I also had Chilwell as well this week. It's why I was happy to play Simon this week. <laughs> always play me on a bad week. <laughs> I always get Ali on my worst week and he loses to everyone. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Ali. <laughs> yeah. Ali, he knows I love him, but he always beats me on fan track, so fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a tough one, man. I, I agree. De Bruyne. I think the both times I've lost this season, De Bruyne wasn't playing or certainly didn't start. So I think Pep will learn from that and play him every single minute he's fit. Um, and I think there's too many question marks over Aguero at the minute. I know they've got the perfect fixture with Southampton coming up next. But if he doesn't play, you're kind of writing off another game week unless the people around him have absolute um, 
worldy, so yeah, I'd probably be thinking of moving off Aguero. And if you can get Sterling in, that's probably a great option to have. Um, but obviously that'll be a lot of rejigging. But yeah, I'd be moving off Aguero. And if Jesus keeps playing, maybe become an option, but too soon at the minute. Um, you're well. Got to get in. Fuck Harry Kane. Uh, he did actually score, but still fuck that guy. Um, your favourite subject, Jay? Everton. Funny. Very funny. <laughs> uh, you know what? It wasn't even fun going into work on Monday because it was just... Do you, do you expect it now? They're just not even rising to the base anymore, the Everton fans, because they just know that the shit. Um, <laughs> albeit if they were done by a very, very dubious VAR decision. I'll give that. Nah. Um, Spot on. No. Spot on. As VAR goes, that's probably one of the craziest ones they've given. Uh, But, you know, if it gets given against you, then you're absolutely raging. If it gets given for you, then you're obviously as happy as it comes. But then, you know, as Everton can only do, they'd throw it away with a dubious penalty and then they go and score an own goal. So, you know, they've only got themselves to blame there. But uh, the shit, and they're in the shit because as probably the word is around the city, if they lose to Watford in the League Cup, which I think is tonight, um, Silva could be gone by tomorrow. Mm. Um, which wouldn't be a surprise that the, the fan base are completely split right down the middle in terms of did he back the man who, you know, they've had several managers since Moise has gone and none of them really seems to have worked. Probably Coleman was the best in terms of quality, but again, they just don't give them the time. And their fan base obviously live in our shadow and they want to be as good as us, but they'll never be as good as us. That's just a fact. Um, but then if they sack him, who did he get? Um, there's, not a ple- <laughs> there's not a plethora of messages out there, um, but it, it's a, it's funny because like they're, they're meant to be our nearest rivals in terms of geography, but they're miles away from us in terms of where they are as a status as a club. Um, in terms of FPL, then I don't own any because well the craft, but. Mark obviously goes with the mantra of no manks, no blues. He make, picked up the magic number 69 this week, which he wanted to shout out for that. So here you go, Mark. Nice. Uh, nice. Obviously, it's working for him, but it doesn't but, work every week. I think it's easier but, It's easier than most seasons because Everton have no one and United literally have Martial and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably a point we're going to come on to is you, your Everton players, you might have a few who were have Dinier or Sigurdsson or I don't know who else you've got. Coleman maybe. Um he's not even in the team then, anymore. <laughs> no. There, there's literally nobody to own from them. And then as we if we switch it to Mark's philosophy of no manks either, then the probably two ownable players from them are Rashford and Martial. But then if they continue to play their penalty games then do you really want one of them? Yeah, I think Mark with his mantra, it's it's so easy this season. You, you're dead on. There's only two from Man United, and they keep missing penalties and the shit. Um, and Norwich is probably the easiest game in the, apart from Southampton, it's probably the easiest game in the league at the minute. Yeah, but the only thing I could caveat that with is 
in the upcoming fixtures, albeit we're going to put a big asterisk here that it's Manchester United and they are Manchester United of 2019, not Manchester United of 1999. They have got three handy fixtures in which you'd imagine they might score more than one goal. So Bournemouth away this weekend, Bournemouth fans scoring, but Bournemouth can't concede, so maybe something's got to give there if they want to get a result. Then they've got Brighton at home, Sheffield United away, which will not be easy as ourselves and Arsenal find out, and then Villa at home. So I think if you are interested in maybe looking at a United player, um, obviously Martial's a midfielder, but operates as a forward at 7.6 million, he's probably deemed a bargain, if mm-hmm. you could put it as that. Um, and yeah. then Rashford's only 8.4, which is the cheaper end of the premium strikers in terms of status. Obviously, he's not um, up there with Aubameyang and Kane and Aguero, but he's loitering below the Lacazette, Jesus, Son, uh, Firmino, Vardy sort of price market. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I'm not. I, I'm not a big fan of Rashford. I think ultimately Martial's coming back is going to help Rashford because they're not going to be playing a player that's 37 um, up front in in one matter or Lingard who has the threat of a butterfly. Um, the young talented Jesse Lingard. Yes, uh, Lalana Junior. Um, it's well, Lalana's probably scored more goals than him in the last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's saying something <laughs> it's probably true as well <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah I think Everton are just shit and I only brought them up to laugh at them really. well back back on Mark, back on Silver I mean I always thought he was great a good manager I think he did well at Hull he was doing well at Watford before the Everton bullshit started and last season was a bit mixed but they seemingly got their act together in the second half of the season but I mean, their problems are run deeper than the manager. Oh, yeah. It runs way deeper. It runs from the very, very top. The fact that they've still got the fossil that is Bill Kenwright in charge of the club or having a big impact on the club doesn't help things. He's keeping them trapped in the, the 1980s, really. And obviously, as I said, they, they, they aspire to be like us, but we're light years ahead of them in every single department. Um which is not it's not their fault, but you know it's well it is, but it's not our fault that they're that bad and we are so advanced. Um, but from top to bottom, I think if you're asking the Evertonians, they just say like they probably need a flushing out and starting again. But then, mm-hmm. you know, for me, Silver isn't a isn't a really good manager. He's probably for me, he'd probably be a better number two. He seems a bit mute in terms of. On the touchline, he, he doesn't seem so connected with the team and what's going on. I mean, he could be a really great coach off the field, but for me, he looks like a really great number two in terms of what he probably does on the coaching pitch. But then, if say if they were to get rid of him, who did he get? Because if you look at the market for managers, did he go the dinosaurs with Sam <laughs> Allardyce? Now... <laughs> This could be complete horseshit, but I've heard a rumour that Mark Hughes is being lined up as potentially their next manager. Please. Um, which would be absolutely amazing because look, he is look awful. At the, 
He got Stoke relegated. Southampton are about to be relegated. It's did fuck, he not take Blackburn down and maybe Fulham? I don't think... I think he escaped Blackburn. He did, he did with... I think he was part of Fulham. I think he may have left before yeah. real shit started. He hasn't got a CV that you'd even contemplate if you were League One. But please, mm. because he's a club legend, because he played there for a bit, you know, if, if you turn out for a season for Everton and score eight goals, then you're a legend in their eyes. Uh, see Duncan Ferguson for that one. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, it, let's just take a quick overview. If they went for the dinosaur route, as in Mark Hughes, that didn't work with Sam Allardyce. Uh, if they go for the European route, which they've gone for with Silver and Ronald Koeman, they don't give them time. They're trying to influence too much as a whole, and they ain't given that support off the field. Um, financially, maybe yes or no. Um, Silver's had quite a lot of cash, but you know the, the fans don't seem to stand for they want European technical football so the likes of uh, can't put my name on the finger on his name but the Ajax manager which they were potentially linked with I mean why a manager would leave Ajax and go to Everton is beyond me other than bags of cash mm-hmm. but that didn't work for them so who else did he go for because I saw Marcelino linked who's just left Valencia which is that just the same as Coleman Poss, well, it's probably just putting two and two and gev- together and getting five, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, the, for them, what they probably need is someone, it sounds the old cliche, Good. someone <laughs> like the Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe sort of mould who but, get time and implement things. I was going to say him, yeah. I thought, why, would be, why would you leave Bournemouth and go to I thought they should have pushed harder for Sean Dykes when they got Sam Allardyce, to be honest. Like, I know Sean I mean, Dykes is on a different side of that coin, but you know what you're going to get, and he's had no money to spend at Burnley, so you know you've got a certain baseline of a level. Yeah, I mean, the, probably one of the... the Mr. Bolton really was probably Rodgers, but then would they have given him the time? He's Obviously, we have mixed opinions on him, but he has a philosophy of attacking mm. football, which would probably appease to most fans. And... You know, he served his time in Celtic. He's come back and he's showing. He has got some qualities, obviously, that we appreciated. Um, he don't exactly keep the back door shut, but he always does try and outscore teams, which Leicester have proved this season is mm. doing well for them. So he's probably a manager in the mould of what they've got to find, but yeah. well, I I've, wouldn't say there's many of them out there. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, I, I mean, I, as, I, as I mentioned, I quite like Michael Silver, but... They've got two centre-backs at the club. Yerry Mina's shit. Michael Keane's shit. And they've got no striker. And Any manager's going to struggle with that. I think that's just a fact. Like, Moise Keane, he's obviously came with a big reputation. It was always going to take time, regardless. There's obviously been the stuff about his attitude and stuff like that, whether that's just stereotyping or whatever. We've seen that in the past. Um, but... They definitely needed more in the summer. They never replaced Zuma, who was a big part of their season last year. Um, this overspent on players that they had on loan, like Andre Gomez, who's not that good. Pickford's still dog shit, as proven by this Brighton game that we'll talk about properly in a sec. Um, I mean, Dinier, I mean, if we bring it back to the 
fantasy stuff. I mean, as a football club, they're pretty fucked and they do need a complete flush out. I agree with you there. But um, you mentioned Dinya. He's probably the only one who's been ownable this season. But there is no one in that club I'd own FPL-wise. Simply no one. But um, No, maybe Richarlison as a mm. midfielder. But at 7.9 million, um, he's returned 44 it. points. It's too much money to be justifying to spend an FPL terms nil. Like, there's so much better quality out there in the midfield mm. bracket. And he's playing, up, he's playing up front again, which highlights the problem. I mean, they've brought Walcott back in. That that should not happen in 2019. <laughs> well, the main issue for me as a club is they spend the money in the wrong places, i.e. they throw a lot of money at other clubs' rejects, yeah. as in Awobi, Schneiderlin, uh, Warcos, uh, who else have they got recently? Is rejects? Uh, well, Andre Gomez sort of kind of been rejected by Barcelona. Well, Mina, uh, well. Mina Sadibi, hmm. uh, Keane. Obviously, they bought him from Burnley, but he was a Man United offcast. But Delph is the most recent one this summer. They're probably mm-hmm. putting a lot of money in wages at these players. Where if they probably flip the recruitment in terms of a bit what Southampton or Bournemouth do is where they'll, they'll sometimes look to a lower league and maybe pick one or two up from there and maybe scout across Europe. Mm. I think Everton's scouting team probably only operates within England and maybe a couple of other countries because well, they don't seem to look very far and wide. Well, look at Leicester. They've picked up, I know Tielemans was in France, but they picked up Tielemans probably judging off his Belgian league form. Indeed, he was from the Belgian league. That prior to yeah, he's, uh, he was in Syria, wasn't he? But they're they're obviously got their net spread uh, spread a bit wider, and it's obviously paying off for them. Because I think they bought Ndidi for I can't remember, but it's probably ten, twelve ish mil. He'd probably be a seventy million pound midfielder now. Um, yeah, Tielemans have got the likes of Soyuncu. Yeah, he was twenty odd mil. You probably double Justin. your money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. The Mari Gray was he transferred in for them as well? Birmingham? I think, he, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he was from Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. So I mean, they look far and wide, and they also look down as well. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I mean, as a blueprint, outside of the the big clubs, as you could put that in brackets. Obviously, positions are slightly different mm. at the moment in terms of league, but Leicester are probably a blueprint for. Yeah, mid-table English club to to take off. To be honest, I mean, behind us, I mean, we didn't do anything really in the summer other than Adrian. Leicester have probably been the best club transfer-wise with us, I suppose. I mean, Man City don't have the... Uh, they don't count. They don't really count because they can just spend whatever the fuck they want um, and still somehow come off worse than last season because they have no centre-backs. Um but yeah, I'd say Leicester's probably the second best transfer wise in the country. Um so yeah, it's it's a it's a perfect blueprint um at the minute. But uh, yeah, I mean on the other side of that Everton game then, um Sai, we, we we've continued uh, the strange season for Brighton, where some days the shit and some days the great. And Aaron Connolly is becoming a hero for you in multiple ways because he's going to lead Ireland into golden age of football. And lead Ireland into a World Cup victory in 2022. Confirmed. 
I mean, going being Irish and going to Qatar must be must be worrying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they're they're an interesting team, but I think he's definitely um, looks like a bit of a bright spark for them anyway. Um, whether he's going to be nailed on or not is, I guess. Kind of the risk with him. I mean, with the, with the with a young person like that, you'll probably expect him to be a little bit up and down with his form. So I just wonder if he'll get an extended uh, period up front, or if he'll be kind of rotated in with Murray. I mean, that's kind of the rest of their forwards are all injured, so they don't really have any other options um, unless they just went with they packed the midfield, but. Um, Brighton are an interesting one, yeah, and they kind of they have pretty nice fixtures as well. A little bit mixed, but um, as you say, you don't really know what Brighton team is going to appear, and they probably have the best fixture on paper over the weekend. Um, home to home to Norwich, who are just uh, absolutely awful at the back, like really, really bad. Mm. So they're and I think Conley. Gross as well is an option at six point four, possibly. But yeah, I don't think I'd be looking at their defense though. There, Ryan's been doing okay in net. He seems to pick up a lot of bonus points and save points. But I probably wouldn't be going near their actual defenders. I mean, they're pretty cheap. I mean, you can you can pick one up for four point five. But even still, um, I think it'll probably be for me Conley as a is a person who I'm looking at to bring in for Wilson just to kind of raise a little bit of money and maybe move to a three-five-two and have him as my kind of as a like a good bench option. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had Connolly for a couple of weeks now. Uh, bit me a bit because he was on my bench against Everton, which is always a mistake, but. Uh, the other option was the Amalek on the bench, but they got the same points, which isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, but Brighton, they're certainly an interesting team, but you mentioned the fixtures there. They've got United away, which we, we simply don't know if that's good or bad at this stage. Um, Leicester at home, which will be tough. Then it's us away, tough. Arsenal away, again, similar with Man United. It could be 5 nil, well, not nil, 5-1 Arsenal, or it could be 4 all. We, we we simply don't know with that club. But, uh, yeah, I think Brighton, once they get better fixtures, uh, might be one to keep an eye on. I think Morpay might be one later in the season, might be one to keep an eye on. Um, and Connolly is simply the only uh, 4.5 striker playing at the minute, so why not? Um, yeah, it's... Uh, what else we got? Well, I mentioned Arsenal there. Jay, they're shit. Still shit. Fuck Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is the new Harry Kane shouts because he is blanking seriously bad. Um, and at the cost of money at 11.1 million, he is definitely up for the chopping block in my team. However, at home to Wolves this weekend, could be a 4-4, like we said last week with Arsenal's fixtures. Um, but he just does not justify his price tag at the moment. Uh, his return in the last four weeks alone has been 2-2-2 two, 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 and then a 9 against Man United, which was obviously a goal. So at that money, 
he's really not justifying the money he's worth. Um, and then you go through the rest of Arsenal's team and you think, who the hell would you own out of them? And the one that maybe stands out is Lacazette, that he's back from injury now at 9.3. But you would not touch anyone with a barge pole in that team because they are literally a firework ready to explode at some point in the next week or two. I mean, the Jacker stuff probably was the straw that might break the camel's back. Mm. Um, I'd be interested to see what team they put out against Liverpool midweek in the Cup. Will they go for that or will they just try and keep their eggs in the basket of the league and just say, right, we'll send out uh, Europa League slash youngsters and do what they do in several recent years in the League Cup. But even the likes of, you know, Tierney, who probably people expected would have an impact similar to Andy Robertson. Obviously, he's been stop-start with injury, but at 5.4 million, he's not worth anything because Arsenal just do not keep clean sheets at all. Yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on there. The, the, Aubameyang's probably the only one I'd even look at. If Pepe exploded into life, it'd pop up, but I mean, two free kicks in the Europa League's not going to change my, my opinion on there. Um, Simon, I mean, do you think Lacazette coming back has kind of negatively impacted Aubameyang? Because he was simply... I mean, Pepe was up there, but Aubameyang was the striker then. Now that Lacazette's back, do you think it's kind of affected him because he'll have to play a bit more wide and uh, it, it pretty much changes the makeup? Or do you think the the, pro- well, the problems obviously do run deep because they have no defence and the manager's a bit shit? Yeah, I don't think Lacazette's the problem. If anything, I think they worked quite well together last year and there's no reason why that should change. And even with Aubameyang out wide, I mean, he still scored quite a few goals last year. Um from that spot if I remember correctly they did work quite well they kind of bounced off each other um, I just think there's just nothing behind them at all they don't have any creativity in the midfield um, no one has really kicked on Pepe has been fairly hit and miss I mean he hasn't really impressed he's not creating that much I don't think he, I think he's going to take a little bit of time to really get into the league and then at the back they're just a mess so there's not really anyone coming up the wings there's not it seems to be all on a it kind of seems to be all on a Bamiyang to make everything and score everything for Arsenal at the moment um, that might be relieved a little bit with Lacazette but I wonder if they're going to change well, I, I didn't watch um, I didn't watch the Arsenal um, match over the weekend, so I don't know what what how, how did they line up? Was it a was it still a four three three with Pepe Lacazette and a uh, I, 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 they... I only watched the funny VAR incident <laughs> to be yeah, honest. That's all I suppose, <laughs> um, I'm not sure how the setup in. I think it was a four three three. I'm not sure who yeah, who started I mean, wide though. It's a good front three in theory. I mean. There should be, and it should be quite good for FPL terms if they can click, but I just think they need someone like, I don't know, Ozil. Someone creative. Someone on 350 grand a week. Now, but, uh, 
yeah, someone who can create and just they just don't have anything in the midfield at all. It's and it seems like every match it's a different team, a different way to, to mm. play. Like he's just just that's I think that's why they're they can win it. They could win a match like four or five nil and then get beaten by anyone. You know, there's just they're so up and down. They can't just can't seem to find the right people to play, how to play. I don't really know what their style is. You know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. have a, they don't have anything. Mm. Like they're just what, completely you, random. You compare it to Lampard, minute. who's been in the job for three months. Yeah, he's got a, he's already got a style. But Emery's been there pff, nearly eighteen months now. I I could yeah, not tell I you. Still one don't know for, what type of. I couldn't tell. Yeah, is. I couldn't tell you the but. I couldn't tell you they're starting eleven, and I couldn't tell you the no. style of player. He seems to be good at winning Europa League matches. That's what I can tell you about him. That's all I've really noticed from him. You know, I, I genuinely believe that's the whole thing, isn't it? I genuinely yeah. believe that's the only reason he got the job. Because I think so. Yeah. PSG lost the league to Monaco, which another Monaco team was good, but that shouldn't have happened. Um, and. <sighs> I think the the owners must have knew that better chance was the Europa League than top four, and ultimately it did cost them because they bottled the hell out of the last third of the league. They could have walked in the top four by the end, um, which is just mad. I think I think Arsenal have done the, the restructuring of club post um, a long term manager a lot better than Man United. They've put in a director of football and all that jazz. So I think they they've set up better than that. I think the recruitment's still a bit of an issue because. They've not yeah, bought us. They they've not bought a defender. Bought the wrong players, yeah. they? I mean, they bought well, but they didn't buy what they in the right spots yeah. that they needed. Kind of like Manu as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. I mean, they did try and fix their back four a little bit, but they still got a lot of. Mm. Like, I mean, they don't have anyone up, like what they don't really have anyone who can play up front. Yeah, um, and they got rid of Lukaku. I mean, he's not great, but I mean, he will score. Yeah, he's better than a seventeen-year-old. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the uh, crux of it. Yeah, I think I think Arsenal have gone about it the right way, but I think they've found the wrong bloke. And I think whether it's at the end of the season doesn't that might be a bit costly if if their elite players want to go if they don't get in the Champions League. But we, we've mentioned there's a few managers kicking about that uh, could probably do a job for Arsenal. Yeah, they've uh, also got the issue of if they're just the. Fans have completely turned on everyone again. I mean, that's not really going to help situations. They're booing their own manager and players. And it's just, I mean, it's just a bit of a... It seems like exactly how things were at Arsenal about two, three years ago. Yeah. And things started to look bad. You know, they yeah. just they don't really seem to have the patience. The fans just expect them to be, you know, winning the league and stuff. I mean, I think they need to just... They need a little bit of a reboot, and I think that's what they've tried. But it just feels like the fans aren't allowing them to have the time to build to build back up again. Mm, I think they need visual progress more than anything. I think it's fair to say Emery's not really proven that. Um, if anything, it's just it's a more stale, boring version of what Wenger was doing, and without Wenger's history, that's what you've got with Emery. It's just it's just a bloke not doing. A better job, I suppose. So I, I can understand that. I think, yeah, the Arsenal fan base is probably one of the most rabid at the minute. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I can understand the frustration with them at the minute. But um, last game bef- we'll talk about before we go into transfers and captains and stuff. Jay, Leicester did something. Oh yeah, they really did. Um, and I will explain that obviously my captaincy was a fluke. But I wasn't actually watching the game on Friday night. And then someone was saying, oh, Leicester on fire here. Check the score. It's 4-0. Vardy's not scored. Oh, never mind. I know he's in my team. Like, uh, I'll just have a look at my team. And then realised he was my captain. And I was like, oh, shit. How, how's he not scored in, in at least one? And then got to half-time. He scored one. I was like, oh, they'll probably just put the foot off the gas now and just settle in. Then I didn't actually see the score until the end and realised he bagged a hat-trick, which obviously, for me, FPL terms, was wonderful. But how does Iosi Perez get a hat-trick? Southampton must be awful if you're allowing Iosi Perez, who probably scores five goals across the whole season, to get a hat-trick in your home ground. Um, the, the typical... Rodgers a la Liverpool six years ago or seven years ago whenever he was at the cusp of winning the title with us that great going forward don't exactly keep the back door shut too much but in terms of if you're going to have an FPL outlook on them um, they've got plenty of threats in the attacking line obviously I've got Vardy I've got Madison as well who Surprisingly, only got one goal, no assists in that route of Southampton. But there's probably a lot of players you could look at as squad boosters, you could say, within there. But I wouldn't probably look at the back line. You, you're probably more aiming towards likes of Tielemans, maybe Barnes, um, Pereira as an option. Um, even though he is listed as a defender, obviously he plays further advanced, so he does get a bit more of a point return. Um, I know a lot of people have, especially amongst our WhatsApp and league, have got Soyuncu, who occasionally does okay, but as I say, they don't really keep clean sheets, Leicester, which is probably being overlooked by how well they're playing going forward. So, as an FBL outlook, I'd say Chilwell's performance this week was a bit of a skew. If you're gambling on Perez, then it's a gamble, um, but a 6.1 million. And as a midfielder, you, you you could probably make that gamble. Um, but please, whatever you do, do not put Jamie Vardy in your team because you will break him. <laughs> Tough tits. Please put him in. <laughs> I want him broken. No, please. Come on. He's got to go. Well, maybe put him in your team for a couple of weeks, but then make sure he's... <laughs> He's back out by the 21st of December when Leicester goes to the Etihad because that's prime Jamie Vardy game. Oh, I can do that. And then we play them on Boxing Day, so maybe just put them back in. Yeah. The weird the weird thing about him has that in the past, he used to always only score against better teams when they played on the break, but this season it seems to be reversed a little bit. He seems to be scoring well against... The lesser team, so I think that's that's kind of what put me off buying him a couple mm. of weeks back. Was that I thought they had an, a nice run of fixtures, which I thought was actually kind of would mean that he wouldn't score quite well. But it seems that he 
I don't know if it's just the way Leicester play now, but he's he, yeah. he's definitely more effective against the Dallas bad teams, which is something that is definitely cost me anyway. So that's something to think about. I'm he not, is streaky. He is in terms of looking at the fixtures slash points returned. I mean, he got obviously he got big points this week twenty, and then he got a goal against Burnley last week, so he got eight, and then. He blanked against us. He got two against Newcastle. And then the previous two weeks before that, he only picked up two points when he blanked. Then week four, Bournemouth, he got two goals. He got one the week before that at Sheffield United. Then two weeks before that, it was two points, two points. So as the form book goes, he's probably due a couple of quiet weeks. And then he'll fire again. But Leicester's fixtures are really nice coming up. Yeah, I think. What, what are their fixtures? Crystal Palace away, Arsenal Crystal Hall, Palace away. Brighton away. Crystal Palace away is a tough fixture, though. Uh, yeah, I think Crystal Arsenal Palace. Arsenal at home, I think, is a yeah. nice fixture, but. Yeah. So it's. They've got three at home out of five, though, which yeah. we'll probably find out ourselves is it's not an easy place to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think they're almost fixture neutral now as well. I think obviously we limited them very very well, which we can do to most teams, uh, if not all teams. Man City probably they'll suit playing against a bit more, um, but the defensive lapses probably be punished more against Man City. But no, I think as long as they're in as long as they're in form, I think Vardy especially you can probably just keep and and uh, plug in and play and forget about him really. Um, Madison's, I think I may have broke him a smidge, although he did score that free kick, which helped a lot. But he wasn't involved too much against Southampton, which is disappointing when you win nine nil. Um, Telemans, I'd probably not because he's had a couple of returns, um, and uh, he might he might go back to being a normal midfielder now. Perez. I'd be waiting and see with that one because Southampton were abysmal. Um, on the other on the other side of that coin, NJ, um, Southampton, they're a club that's been teetering on the edge for a long while now. I think Hasenhutl's a really good manager. Like, if Everton did sack Marco Silva, I'd, if I was an Everton fan, I'd be wanting to go for him. Um even if someone like Tottenham got rid of Poch, which won't happen, I'd, I'd, I'd even be looking at Hasenhutl. But that, I think that, I think that club is simply just a bit fucked. I think they're definitely going to go down. Whether if they survive this year, it, it, they've been teetering for too long. Yeah, I think the luck of selling the best player and reinvesting it has ran out about three years ago now. Maybe, well, maybe two. Maybe when we got Van Dijk off them, that was the last big player they've probably sold and they reinvested that money pretty poorly in terms of what Southampton used to do. Um, I think they made a few changes upstairs, which may be as an effect of what they've done. But just looking at their points returns, the top scorer is Danny Ings with 43 points. He's been missing for a few weeks. And then you've got five players in, well, in the 20s, very Investor guy's got 30, Gunn's got 29, and that's purely because he's been so damn busy. But you wouldn't select him as your goalie. He might be an option 
as your backup goalie at 4.5 million, but there's not a lot really you'd pick from their squad and just the, the fixtures coming up over the next three game weeks, especially they go the Etihad at the weekend, but they also go there midweek in the cup. So they could see a aggregate score of about 15 nil across those two games because the way they played the other night and Man City at home were ruthless. Then Everton go to Southampton, which could be a relegation six-pointer early on the season. We never know. Um, <laughs> and then they go to Arsenal, which we, we obviously don't know. But then they've sort of got a generous run, but the Christmas, New Year period's horrific. So I wouldn't be banking on any Southampton players as an FPL standpoint. Even Danny Ings at six million is potentially an option, but you'd have on your bench. Um, Ward Prowse was a, a pickup last season, which I think I had towards the, the latter end of the season. And every time I put him in, he wouldn't score. And then every time I bench him, he would. But even this season, he's not really doing much. Um, there's just nothing to please you there. And I think it probably is a sign of their luck in terms of transfers has probably ran out now. And it'd be sad to see them go because they're a nice club in terms of what they do. And, They've got a decent fan base down there, but they're just nothing exciting. And I think if they go down, it'd probably be a few years before they come back up because they just don't seem to have an overall fight within them. Like some teams, imagine if Sheffield United or Burnley get dragged into that discussion of relegation, they seem to have players and a manager who's probably got the fight within them. That's not a knock on hasn't it, but they just don't seem streetwise enough to survive much longer, I don't think, in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I, I simply think the defence has just been a You mentioned Van Dijk leaving there. They, they replaced him with Wesley Hoot, who's gone. I think he's in either the Belgian League or the Dutch League, which sums that up. Vestergaard, who is shit. Bednarek seems all right, but shouldn't be your best defender. Yoshida is shit and old. Um, and Stevens is simply there because he came through the academy. So you've got one half decent centre back. You've got a young full back who can't be trusted to play full back. Uh, Bertrand, who wasn't that it's, good under he's Doyle. broken at the moment. Yeah, and got stupidly sent off. Your midfield's all right, but you've only got Danny Ings, who's patchy in the best form. He's the only player who can score goals at the minute. It just seems like a club that's been run into the ground. And I think going in the championship might actually help them, to be honest. Just a big reset and rethink of what to do, because, yeah, they're absolutely fucked at the minute. Um, But anyway, let's get on to the stuff people actually want to hear. Um, We saved it for the last five minutes of the show. (laughs) Uh, It's transfers. Um, I'll save my... It's pretty obvious what I'm going to do, but uh, we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, Anything used to a planning side? I'll start with you. Oh, I have two free transfers, so I have a lot of options. I've got Bali from Wolves who's picked up an injury, so he's definitely going to go. And I'm not really sure what I'm going to do, but it's probably something like Wilson to Conley, and then that would allow me to get pretty much anyone for. Bali, so I might get Mendy, but I was talking about how he's a bit of a risker, a risk earlier in the fixtures after 
the next weekend aren't amazing defensively. So I could even look to get Mendy for a week or two and then move him on to Robertson or something. Um, or I could go with, I could bring Marshall in for for Cantwell, drop Wilson down to Conley, and then I'd have 5.8 to bring in a defender for Bali for a minus four hit. So something like that, possibly. Um, a kind of like a mini wild card, or I could bring in a Leicester midfielder. Um, I can't really reach to someone like someone like Jamie Vardy at the moment, but I think if Aguero is looking dead meat in a week or two, that's probably the move I'd make. So I think I'm going to just ignore Vardy for the next week or two at my peril and hope that uh, he has his a couple of run of blanks. Um, so yeah, I'm a little, I'm not really hundred percent sure, but I, I, I'll be, I think I'm pretty much looking at Bali and Wilson out and maybe Cantwell as well to kind of move to a three, five, two with a, something like a Martial or Tillmans or someone like that in the midfield, but I'm mm-hmm. not a hundred percent sure yet, but I kind of, I like the look of Martial. I liked him before he got injured. Um, I think he's the only one at that team who can do anything and they seem to play a little bit more attacking when he's in the team and they have a pretty decent run of fixtures as well. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, I think they're good shouts. I think Martial, as long as he's fit, I think Man United uh, will go from 15th to top six title. 14th. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think they go from... I genuinely do think he, he, he's that important because... No, he actually is. Yeah. yeah, he eases up on he eases up the pressure on Rashford and as we mentioned earlier, isn't a seventeen year old kid. Um or a really old man. So yeah, I think Marshall's probably their most important player at the minute. Um so yeah, I think Marshall's a good pick actually. I was maybe tempted to get him in at some point. Um Jay, what are you looking at? Uh, well, like Simon, I've also got two free transfers this week. Um, speaking just on that, I did see a tweet the other day from an FPL account saying, if you have your two free transfers, you can't attain any more. If you don't use them in that game week, you should get a four-point bonus because you're not using your transfers instead of a minus four for using a transfer over your limits and just keep your two free transfers in the bank, which, you know, I think is a reasonable thing to do because no. I probably don't want to tinker with my team this no, week. No, you have to make changes and screw no. everything up. <laughs> no, when, you, when you're top of so okay. many leagues, you don't need to do this. Um, oh, this is the big talk now. Me and Guy yeah. getting skilled here. This is it. <laughs> uh, my my thinking is um, Abamyang obviously seems broken. Uh, 11 million and then I'm kind of tempted to cash in on Mason Mount and I could then get uh, Martial in my midfield and I might go Lacazette because I think he might spark something at Arsenal and that would be my two transfers and then I'll give Conley one more week um, and then cash him in for someone around the, the six million region I've not really took too much of a I look at I'll have a quick gander now. Um you could maybe go to Mope, who probably seems a bit more of a a starter for Brighton. 
Um, there's not really anyone else. Um, maybe Big Dom Solanke, but that's purely for banter. Um, <laughs> if, if you literally at, want zero points, then yeah. If I can probably manoeuvre it, maybe go for Wood or Barnes from Burnley, just as a as a third option striker. Um, I've not made any decisions yet, and I'm going to stick it out till after midweek because most Premier League teams have got a League Cup fixture, then you probably gather an idea of who's going to start. Probably if you were going for Man City players, i.e. Aguero slash Jesus, whoever starts midweek probably means he won't start at the weekend. You'd like to think that's the theory, but um, as my position stands, I'm probably going to make at least one, maybe two, but I think Aubameyang's the big one. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's some good picks there. I'm going to wait till you make yours so I can just copy them and ruin them for you, Jay. Um, I might just lie to you again, like I did last oh, week. I've already brought Vardy in because I know you won't get rid of him. <laughs> um, I've brought rid of Aguero, I've brought in Vardy because he's he's getting to Mustone region. He's, he's top scorer in the forwards. Uh, it might be the whole he's game, actually. Um, top scorer in the whole game. Is he? Well, thanks for that, Southampton. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, can't get him in. <laughs> <laughs> I might take a minus, but yeah, I'm not that desperate to get a Bamiyang in. So at the moment, I've just got but rid you, of. Yes, you love a minus. You love I know. a minus guy. Yeah, on. but that's why. Where am I? I am two point three million in the world at this game. There's not. I didn't even think there was that many people playing. Is that what? There's about overall 6.8 million or something. And I bet 6 oh, I bet six mil of them aren't I'm, playing anymore. <laughs> I'm 34,000, which is... That's very good, that, yeah. That's Champions League places, if you yeah. ask me. That's not... Pretty good, pretty good. No, that's like 34,000. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I've just done um, Aguero out and Vardy in because I'm, I'm sick of Pep Guardiola being bald. Um, if I do another one, it'll probably be Callum Wilson, but maybe the minus four won't be worth it as it's Man United. Um, yeah, I think he could be. I mean, I'm probably going to get rid of him, but I do think, I don't think I'd do it for a hit unless it was to bring someone significantly better in. Yeah, I think if I do get rid of Wilson, it will be a Bamiyan because I'll have, I have money in the bank now. If not, I'll just wait a week and maybe do that. But I think we haven't covered him, but I think Salah might need a dressing because penalty is <laughs> the shittest penalty ever aside. He's not been in the best um, form himself, so maybe see how Salah does against Villa if he's fit. Hopefully he's fit. For the love of God, please be fit. Um, but yeah, it'll be, we'll probably discuss that more next week. But no, at the minute. I have, um, I have actually just seen something. If I can get your opinions on it, Ooh. live transfers now have to switch over to me instead Hello. of you. Guys. This is it. Hello. So I can actually afford Wilson to Jamie Vardy if I downgrade Bali to Martin Kelly, who isn't. I, I think is starting still, but I don't think he is actually. He's at home to Leicester this weekend, which take that out of your warning, but Leicester 
He'd probably just be a bench option this season. Yeah. Um, and Palace are terrible at home. The best are away from home. Oh, yeah. He's not played the last two games, uh, whether that was due to injury. Um, he's not featured against Arsenal or Man City, but the two previous weeks before that, he got seven and six because he's on my bench. Um, he got an assist against West Ham, which was a little flick on for the goal. And he got a clean sheet bonus at home to Norwich. They're handy for maybe an occasional clean sheet. But at the price he is, I think he's probably worth getting Vardy and for if you want, in my opinion. That's what I think. I mean, like, it would pretty much leave me with a very light back five of Trent, Soyuncu, Lundstrom, R- Rico and Martin Kelly. But I can kind of pretty much be uh, happy think... to play Trent I could, I'd be pretty much happy to play Trent Soy and one of Lundstermer I, I think Sheffield have shown Rico enough that Sheffield have shown enough yeah, you, can play them okay. in, yeah. you can play them in any game I think yeah. I think so as well. I've got a very light back line and it's not yeah. doing me any harm at the moment so I've got Jamie Trent. Vardy. Oh. I've got Trent and Lundstrom yeah. in mind and mm. Martin yeah. Kelly, no, Peters Matt, and Montoya. I've got the same as you. I've got Trent, Soyuncu and Lundstrom as my... I, I did have Bolly, but got injured as soon as I brought him in. Big thumbs up to that. Um, yeah, me too. For, yeah. for some reason, I have Mings. But I don't know why. I, I think I played him like once. <laughs> um, but uh, That is tempting, yeah. yeah. That is very tempting now. Mm. Uh, it's hard to know what to do because when you're that haven't when you're that far behind, I mean, maybe the smart thing is just to bring in like the top points scorer and not think about it instead of trying to be smart. No, I, do, I think it does. Matter. I think Vardy's going getting to that stage because I think. Yeah, I think so. We're not we're not that far away from the second. Um, wild card, are we? If we if we get desperate, but you can always play about. With your defenders, I suppose. Um, and it looks like he's going to go up in price again. And if he does, I wouldn't be able to make that. Yeah, move. So that, I'd probably have to do it just, tonight. That's why I've brought him in now. I can wait on a. But I think now. Leicester are playing, so I'm, I, I might just make sure. I don't think he's going to even be in on the bench, though. I think they're playing someone really bad, aren't they? Burton, I think. <clears throat> so yeah, I think uh, I think that makes Burton, sense. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd probably do anything. Sense, I'd probably do anything to bring Vardy in at the minute, so he's definitely going to blank against Crystal Palace. I'm uh, going to bring him in as well and yeah. watch him blank now. Yeah, so fuck, fuck you, dear. <laughs> watch Wilson score three goals. <laughs> I know. That's, if I get rid of Wilson, he's definitely scoring against United. So it's a he, strange one. No, it's your spoiler alert. He's not my captain this week, and I can guarantee you that. We, and I'm, we I'm want not That's definitely a lie. We need screenshots. Are you Photoshop it? We can send to FPL Towers now. <laughs> uh, no, if anyone is listening from 100%, FPL, hundred <laughs> percent. If he's Such my captain point. this week, I will remove myself from the game and the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll that's be, my only chance you, you of know, winning the money league. So you, you know we'll be la- we'll be too lazy to actually check. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, he is as as captain pick goes. Uh, <sighs> The tempting one, obviously, is De Bruyne at home to Southampton. I think, gathered mm-hmm. on who they play tonight, we'll probably know. I imagine De Bruyne will get a rest and they'll play Foden. Um, if not De Bruyne, then Mane um, away to Villa. 
he was unlucky the weekend. He had a few chances, but I get the feeling Liverpool are just warming up towards this Man City game and we're just sort of tapering our performances. The weekend was much better than what we've been in terms of dominating a game. And I think as the fixtures go this midweek one, we can probably write off as doesn't matter because it's League Cup and whoever turns up and plays, plays. But Villa and then Genk midweek, I, f- I can probably see us hammering a few goals in against these two and maybe putting our marker down for Man City coming to Anfield and just saying, look, we're ready for you now. Um, and I think that's all what Klopp's been building to the last few weeks is we've just been slowly churning our performances up and getting a more rounded game. So I can probably say it'll be Manny or De Bruyne as a captain. Yeah, it'll be De Bruyne for me. Uh, Salah's my vice at the minute. Uh, I saw a stat that Yamalenko's getting like seven points at home every time. And they've got Newcastle, so might just put it on vice on him. I think De Bruyne is definitely going to be captain unless something bad happens tonight, which I wouldn't mind. Um, but yes, yeah, Simon, who are you going for with captain? Um, I'm on De Bruyne at the moment with Aguero as vice. If Aguero doesn't feature or plays like less than half an hour, I'd be very tempted to put it on him. I just think his, I think his home form when he plays is the best in the league, the best in FPL. And I can't see past him, but it's just that little bit of a risk on him. I mean, hopefully Jesus will play most of the match and then be pretty certain, but there's not. I mean, it's it's a huge risk still, um. So I might just leave it on De Bruyne anyway, but I will be very tempted by Aguero if it looks like he's going to play. But I don't know really what will make me think that because I have no idea what Pep will do. I mean, it's very possible that he could play Jesus for the full match and then play him at the weekend. You know, there's no, you don't really know, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just it's at the back of my mind that it's probably apart from playing someone like Norwich, it's probably the best fixture on paper at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. After getting beaten nine nil, I suspect they're gonna just go completely defensive. Not that they can defend, but I mean, I don't think they're gonna get trashed, but. Well, they play them at night as well, so it'll be an interesting That's, indicator. It's going to be interesting, yeah. I mean, like, they could... They have a small hope of winning that match, I think, if depending on how much of a B team... I mean, actually, you can't see we have to play, <laughs> no. put out, like, an no. E team, maybe, for them to have it Let's <laughs> not be silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably be playing Adams up front, actually, so... Because um, they have to rest things, I'd say. So I, yeah. don't, I don't really know where Southampton are going to actually score from, but they might limit it by like one or two, and then the weekend I think I could probably get beaten like three 0 or something or yeah. four 0 Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that's the realistically. Fixture. Yeah. To be fair, the last two times we've looked at a fixture and just gone that is a city banker. They fucked up. So and I hope we're right again. Yeah. So he is hoping. Um. But yeah, yeah. De Bruyne's a lock-in for me. It, it keeps working. They keep fucking up when it, it's a banker, so why not? Continue the trend. FPL shit anyway, so why not? Um, 
<laughs> exactly. But uh, we will finish up there. So the advice is Captain Aguero, because I've got rid of him, so he's definitely scoring five goals. Or uh, Wilson. Yes. Or, or no, Captain no, no, I, I haven't got rid of Wilson yet. Not yet. Well, I have, yes. and I've kept Aguero, so I don't know what people are going to do. They're going to oh. be very confused. Just don't do Who's that. Who's the real jinx? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, you decide, people, with your captain picks. <laughs> uh, but you st- thank you both for use, and thank you, everyone, for listening at all. Goodbye. <laughs>